Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Uh, my name is David Oluwadara Patusin. Welcome to the Gap Church, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. This is freedom that we, are, that we can find through um, being saved and, of course, the Spirit of God being within us, but also the truth being the Word of God. The Word of, word of God is, is like a two-edged sword, come on, piercing through. That's the truth right there. Amen. And so, welcome, whether this is your first time or your 80th or 100th time, thank you for coming through. Um, We really appreciate you. You could be anywhere. You could be sleeping. You could be moving in. I don't know if people are still doing that. Um, But you could be doing a lot of other things. But thank you for coming through. Um, We truly appreciate you. Um, I would like to welcome um, our RCF and UTA students back, um, back to the city. Shout out to you guys. We love you. We cannot wait to see uh, how the semester goes for you all. And so I'll get right into it. I don't want to waste too much time. I want us to open our Bibles to Luke 16. Luke 16. Luke 16, 19 to 25. Luke 16, 19 to 25. And if you're there, say there. If you're not there, look at the screens. It says, there was a once a rich man who dressed in the most expensive clothes and lived in great luxury every day. There was also a poor man named Lazarus covered with sores who used to be brought to the rich man's door. Hoping to eat the bits of food that fell from the rich man's table, even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the feast in heaven. The rich man died and was buried. And in Hades, so he was buried in Hades, where he was in great pain, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus at his side. So he called out, Father Abraham, take pity on me and send Lazarus to dip his finger in some water and cool off my tongue because I am in great pain in this fire. But Abraham said, remember, my son, that in your lifetime you were given all the good things while Lazarus got all the bad things. But now he's enjoying himself here while you are in pain. Bless the reading of God's word. As I was preparing for um, this this Sunday, I think this came to me about like maybe two days ago, and um, God just brought this story. This is like a story that you learn um, when you're younger. Uh, It's been a while since I've read this. And when I read it this specific time, something stuck out to me. Um, and, and, and it stuck out to me so blaringly. I want us to read from the God's Word translation, Luke 16, 20, God's Word. It says, there was also a beggar named Lazarus who was regularly brought to the gate of the rich man's house. The scripture says what? Regularly brought. It didn't say that who was brought. It said regularly. Regularly means that there was a constance. It's repeated. It's not one time that he was brought to the house or to the gate. It was multiple times. And so if you're taking notes this afternoon, I want you to write down this title. There's something at your gate. There is something at your gate. Scripture says that this man, Lazarus, a poor man, was brought regularly to the house of the rich man. And when I see regularly brought, it lets me know that, like I said, there's consistency, but it lets me know that there were probably enough times for the rich man to realize that there was someone at his gate. Even if he didn't have to go outside, maybe he was so rich, he had servants and he had so many people working for him. I'm sure after many, many times, one of his servants would have been like, that guy is here again. 
So it says he was brought regularly, regularly brought, dropped off at the gate. And we see, of course, in the end of the story that it says that the, the rich man was, he died and was buried, but the poor man was carried up into heaven. And so there's four lessons as I was reflecting on the scripture I want us to learn together. And I want us to learn, number one, this lesson about this story, because I'll get deeper into it. This story lets us know that it is possible, and oh my gosh, this is going to blow so many people's minds, that we are too focused on ourselves. We are too focused on ourselves. The scripture says the poor man was brought regularly. There was consistency. There was a routine. But still, for some reason, we never see an interaction. We never see any sympathy. The only sympathy or empathizing that we see is from dogs. We see that the man wanted just a bit off of the table of the rich man, but we don't see an interaction where the rich man brings a plate or a feast to the poor man. We see in scripture that all he gets was scraps. What does that let me know? It means that the rich man was just too consumed by himself. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know this afternoon that it's possible that you can be so wrapped up. This man was wrapped up in his riches, but I can tell you that you can be wrapped up in even trauma so much that you don't even look at what's happening around you. You can be wrapped up so much in a sin, wrapped up so much in a situation that you don't even know what is outside your gate. I use this example in the first service that it's possible if you work from home, you understand this. I mean, I don't work from home, but I have friends that do. And the thing is this, when you work from home, the time just keeps on going. You don't pay attention. You have to give yourself a routine, force yourself. And the thing is this, by the time, maybe it's the fifth day, you walk outside your house and you walk out and you see like 10 UPS, 10 UPS or 10 Amazon packages just piled up. Just piled up. I didn't even know they were here. I didn't even hear the doorbell. You see, when you are so consumed in something and thinking so much about yourself, thinking that you're the only one that has issues, that you're the only one that's broke, that you're the only one that needs a scholarship, that you're the only one that's single, you sometimes forget the pressing issue that God has put in front of your gate. You sometimes, you sometimes forget that God wants you to work on something specific. So the thing is that there's something outside of your gate, but I have other things I have to deal with. The rich man says, I have to go and buy good linens. I have to buy new clothes. Number two, another lesson that we can learn from this scripture is that even if we know there is something at our gate, we tend to give whatever it is at our gate unintentional scraps. Or I'll use an unintentional time. Maybe just a little bit of intention. Unintentional though. Scripture says that the poor man was just wanting to just eat off of the, the, the rich man's table. But all he was given was scraps. I want you to understand what are scraps. You know when you go, I, I hated this when I was younger, I would go and take the trash out of my parents' house. And by the time I wake up in the morning, maybe the raccoons got to it. And you just see a bunch of like, you know, that apple that was half eaten that was there. Or you see that. Pounded yam that, was, that you tried to hide in the trash so your mom wouldn't see it. <laughs> or that spoiled meat. Scripture says that he only could eat the scraps off of the rich man. He had a desire for a meal, but he was only entitled to unintentional scraps. So guess what? Maybe this week I'll get a steak, but next week 
Maybe I'll just get some, I don't know, Brussels sprouts. How many times are things at our gate? How many times are people sent to us and we wave them off? I'm too busy. You know, I have a crazy schedule. I have a crazy schedule. Here's my, um, here's my schedule. Book something. Some books, books on top of me. How many times has God reminded us of somebody over and over and over and over and over and over? But all we do is after Sunday service, what's good, bro? Ah, my guy looking nice. Ah, I see you, I see you, bro. Good to see you. How many times have we given people unintentional scraps, scraps of wisdom. You know someone is depressed. God is going to work for you, you know, trust me. Everything is going to be good. Here's this scripture, blah, blah, blah. Bang, you go home. You don't even pray about the person. You don't even care about the person. How many times do we know that there's a trauma that we need to, that we need to address? And, and we say, you know what? Maybe I'll address it. You go to therapy and you say, I'm not going to. Uh, I don't want to talk about that subject. Let's not talk about that subject. But guess what? You're the first one to say, yeah, you got to try therapy, girl. You got to, shoot, it's healing. It's he- healing. Like, there's this new technique. If I hear, if I hear another, there's this new technique. <laughs> how many times do we have to, 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 how many times do we know that there's something, there's pride that we have to address? And you know what we say? You know, I, I got pride issues. I know I got it. You know, it's something I'm still working on. You're not working on it. Stop lying. The only time you work on it is when you look bad. When everybody's eyes are on you. She's rude. When everybody's walking through, hey girl, how you doing? When everyone's eyes are on you, that's when you want to work on it. Unintentional scraps. But guess what? If all you do is go to the package at your gate and rip off the tape and go back in the package is still outside it doesn't matter how many times you want to address it if you only want to give it scraps I promise you it's going to just be there what if I tell you that you just just giving scraps is enjoyment for you (laughs) I was saying this in the first service If something is regularly brought to your attention, is constantly brought to your attention, you need to work on your attitude. You got to talk to your dad. Yeah. You got to be, you got to be more focused. Stop being lazy. And it's regularly brought to your attention. you got to separate yourself from the friend group. At some point, I would think that, you know what? Maybe you enjoy being told what you need to do, but you don't want to do it. What does that mean? You just have pride issues. That's just pride. Just straight pride. Just straight, just straight pride. So much, like I said, that you know what's out there but you just leave it alone. I looked at it. I saw the Amazon guy drop it off. I'll get it later. Tomorrow's not promised. Number three. Another lesson that we can learn from this story 
is that many times we as people are not eternity minded. We are not eternity minded. We only care about what happens on this earth. I remember when I was younger, I used to be like, bro, God, you know, shoot, you got to make sure. If you're trying to come and get us, please wait till I'm married. Wait till I have this car. Wait till I have the grandkids. Jesus, then you can come. Then you can come. God, I've been waiting and tearing too long. I got to see a million in my lifetime. (laughs) How many times are we like that? So earthly minded. We had a series on on purpose. And, and, And we sometimes are so... So consumed by our life's challenges, so consumed by the good, so consumed by the bad, so consumed by the relationship that we don't really even understand how much we are not even seeing the full purpose of God, the mindset of God, the intentionality of God. If something is regularly brought to your attention, shouldn't that mean that God is trying to speak to you? You know, I can assume and say that maybe the rich man was not a believer I can make that assumption. But for us as believers, if we're not careful, we, we will numb our convictions. We, we will numb our convictions just trying to hustle. I do not take the eternity mindset lightly. I don't take it lightly. I'll, I'll, put, them on the, I'll put them on the spot. I, I remember we had a meeting yesterday with the media team. I said, you look at 40 salvations... During conference, I look at 100 through online. I look at 200 through social media. Can we be eternity-minded for once? You want to enjoy your days? It's said in Scripture that at the point he cried out, Father Abraham, can Lazarus, the one that was at my gate, the one that was poor, the one that was eating my scraps, just dip his finger, his finger in water and put it upon my tongue? Just so I can feel a little bit of, of, of cooling, of relaxation. Meanwhile, on earth, that same man, squandering his riches, the scripture says he wasted his time, not just on, here's the thing, it didn't say that, it was just on rich things. He just wasted his time. What are you wasting your time on? You think it's a priority? Your deliverance is out your gate, it's outside there waiting for you. Number four, another lesson that we can learn as I'm about to close is the rich man did not take heed to warnings. Many times we do not take heed to warnings at all. At all. I don't know how many more prophets have to call you out and tell you, God is telling me to tell you I don't know how many times your mother has to call you and tell you I had a dream about you. <laughs> I don't know how many times, you know that TikTok that said don't have, don't have prophetic friends. <laughs> I don't know how many times your friend has to tell you I had a dream about you. I just have a sensing about you. Is everything okay? <laughs> how many times Do people have to let you know to look at what's outside your gates? 
How many times do people have to tell you to get your heart in check? How many times is your mother going to have to tell you, you need to address this issue with your brother? How many times will the nudge in your spirit tell you, you got to have that hard conversation? I'll even go further. What is it that you fear the most? It's outside of your gate. What is it that you're so scared of? It's outside of your gate. Maybe the rich man was so scared of a reminder of what he used to be like. What if the, uh, the rich man could have been so, 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 so self-reflective in thinking that, oh, if I go out there and anyone sees me with him, they will think that now I'm associating with poverty. What is it? How many warnings do you have to have? Luke 16, 27 to 31. Luke 16, 27 to 31. I love this part of the scripture. It says this. The rich man said, if I cannot get a taste of cooling, then I beg you, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to my father's house. Verse 28. Where I have five brothers. Let him go and warn them so that they at least will not come to this place of pain. Abraham said, your brothers have Lalade. Your brothers have Dr. Yenny. Your brothers have Kennedy. Your brothers have Wati. Your sisters have Dara. Your brothers have Moses and the prophets to warn them. Your brother should listen to what they say. The rich man answered, that is not enough, Father Abraham. But if someone were to rise from death and go to them, then they would turn from their sins. I want to just pause here. You already have enough warning. Stop waiting for, the, for God to do crazy stuff to get you in line. He's already given you enough warnings. Verse 31. But Abraham said... If they will not listen to any Allah, <laughs> if they will not listen to Anu, to all the prophets, to every person that the Gap Church brings for a conference, they will not be convinced even if someone were to rise from death. How many times, please, wipe every ounce of familiarity off of your eyes. I'm telling you, I was stopped on the street after eating breakfast. Me, I was scared. Random guy walked up to me, told me three things that God had for me. You think I'm really going to be like, ah, I don't, if someone is telling me something for the betterment that I know is within the will of God, I'll go, I'll test that word and pray to God. Some of you, you don't even test it. You're so prideful. You don't know me. You don't know my history. How many warnings? I was saying this in the first service. I pray, my prayer, my deep prayer, God forbid there's an ancestor that is burning in hell right now that is saying, please go and tell my son or daughter 
and tell their family to turn around and heed because if they don't they're coming down here with me I don't know who and I pray it's not your portion but I want you to understand that there's some people that have gotten wrong in your family you said rest in peace they're not resting in peace I'm gonna be honest with you I'm not I'm gonna be very honest they're not resting in peace they're resting in hell and I want you to know that they're pleading God if you can just go and greet my my, my, my great-granddaughter go and greet my great-grandson and let them know please address this thing address this issue look outside of your gate because if they see the pain if they were to touch my sores what I was experiencing I, if they were to see what I was dealing with in this place it would be a shame somebody better pray I rebuke any any generational stubbornness he said I have five brothers that cannot listen to the prophet Moses five brothers five brothers that they need someone to be risen from dead to now get the point does it take all of that the last thing I want to end with here this scripture was initially Jesus speaking and he was talking about the Pharisees and the people who thought that riches and a good life amounted to their faith. I want to just address very quickly money in this room. I want to just address it right now. It doesn't matter how much money you have, it will never attest to your faith. There's no amount of money that you can have in your bank account right now that will prove that you have a good secret place. So I want you to know this, please. I pray this prayer on the often. I don't want to make money my idol. Because this is what Jesus was talking about. How many rich men who have all the clothes, you're working to be in that, in that position, all these things, and you end up in hell. What a shame. You lived a good life on earth, but eternity is messed up for you. And so, as we close, I want you to pray this prayer. God, expose to me what is at my gate. What have you put in front of my gates? For some of you, you know what is at your gate. So I want you to say, God, help me to address what is at my gate. God, I need to address what's at my gate. Some of you, I know the conversation's hard. But you need the strength from God to have that conversation. I know it's hard breaking up with that person. But you need some supernatural strength to get through this. God, expose to me what's at my gate. God, help me to address what's at my gate. What is at your gate can determine your eternal destiny. What is at your gate can determine your breakthrough what is at your gate can be the answer can be the pivot you need in your life and just even now as we're praying I want us to keep our eyes closed 
and I want to give everyone here or online or maybe that will listen later on podcast or on YouTube just an opportunity to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ because if you want to know what's at your gate for some individuals it's Jesus knocking at the door knocking at your gate saying let me in I'm waiting for you and so if that is you you know it's you for you to come back into relationship with him, for some of you to start a new relationship with him, a clean reset, a reset is at your gate. We're gonna all say this prayer together, but I want you specifically, those individuals, I want you to say it as a declaration, a declaration to God, acknowledging that that, that salvation is at the gate. And so let's say this together. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart help me to know you better as I accept you today take over my heart and dwell in me forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be God I love you and I proclaim that you are my God in Jesus name amen let's keep our eyes closed real quick guys just keep our eyes closed if you're in this room and you said that prayer and you meant it, you want to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ or you want to have a reset, a clean reset with Jesus Christ, I want you to just raise your hand because I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Don't, do, do not, please, don't hold back. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Don't hold back, don't hold back. I'm going to pray for you right there. Keep that hand up, keep that hand up. Keep that hand up, keep that hand up. And if you're, if you're online, just text SAVED. We want to reach out to you. 30 more seconds, keep that hand up. 30 more seconds, anybody else, anybody else? This is your clean reset, address what's at the gate. So Heavenly Father, we are saying thank you God for this moment Lord. Because there's individuals that know that what's at their gate is a clean reset, a relationship with you, Heavenly Father. And so we just pray, Heavenly Father, God, as they are coming and declaring that they want a relationship with you, Heavenly Father, we pray that you meet them, you comfort them, you hug them, Heavenly Father, God. I decree, God, any shame or guilt that has been put upon them, that's been pressing them, we silence the voice of the enemy, God. We just pray that they are free indeed. We decree, God, in the next few weeks, a deliverance, God, a detachment, Heavenly Father, from anything almighty father god that wants to pull them back into condemnation we just pray only father for every individual god that is that is coming into a relationship with you god i decree lord that this will be a decision that they will never regret god i pray only father god that you will manifest yourself to them god i pray that your spirit of god will continue god to to to, to, to bleed within them and flow from them god we decree only father god show yourself in their lives heavenly father god and renew the joy of your salvation daily god in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen can we just clap for Jesus real quick? I'm about to transition, but I want to do something real quick in obedience, real quick, just real quick in obedience. I want every man just to stand up, every man just to stand up real quick in obedience right now. And, and what I want to do right now is I want to, sorry, can we have the music low a little bit? Can we have the music low real, a little bit, please? What I want to do right now is I want to speak to a, I want to speak to a package that has been placed at every single one of your, your gates. Two packages specifically. I want to speak, number one, 
to the package of lust and I want to speak to the package specifically of a fatherly trauma these two these two packages I want to speak to them and so I want you just to raise your hands if you do not have a heavenly language you don't have to but I just want you to say spirit of God I agree spirit of God I agree but if you have a heavenly language, I want you to, to exercise it right now as I pray for you right now. We're going to pray concerning these two packages. I believe deliverance is going to happen right now. This is just straight obedience off of the flood. Woman, if you can, please can we empower our men and stretch our hands towards them? Because some of these right here, so these men are future fathers. These men are future uh, stakeholders of the kingdom. And so let's begin to just cover them and pray for them right now. Heavenly Father. Right now, I come in the name of the Lord right now and I address the package of lust first, Heavenly Father God. Oh, I decree, Heavenly Father God, what, what, what stumbled David, Heavenly Father? What stumbled Solomon, God? What stumbled Samson, God? What stumbled the men that were great in your scripture, God? I decree, Heavenly Father God, we open up that package and set it ablaze, oh God. We decree a supernatural strength, Heavenly Father God, to each man. Some of them are dealing with pornography, God. Some of them are dealing, Heavenly Father, with sexual immorality God God I just decree and I declare Heavenly Father God we decree the taste the taste becomes numb Heavenly Father God we decree that you put God discipline within them God we just decree Heavenly Father God oh Spirit of God begin to speak like never before with them God we decree Heavenly Father God upon upon their minds Heavenly Father God we decree a sound mind a renewing of thoughts God a renewing of process Heavenly Father God we decree Heavenly Father God any systematic uh, systematic chemical change that has been put within in their brains God to always think perverted God I decree and I declare Heavenly Father God it is being reset God it is being reset Heavenly Father God we come and we also address Heavenly Father God the package of fatherly trauma God of fatherly trauma we decree and we declare Heavenly Father God those that are saying I have to be better than my father that's all they're doing that's they're all they're just living their life to be better than their father we decree freedom God freedom you have a purpose you have a plan God is setting you apart. God wants to do something new. I don't want to marry like my father. I don't want to do this like my father. I don't want to do that like my... I decree and I declare freedom. Freedom, freedom, freedom. We decree, Heavenly Father God, the fear of infidelity is broken. The fear of infidelity is broken, God. We decree, Heavenly Father God, for those that are saying, I lost my father at this age. I don't want to have to be bound to these health issues. I'm already seeing wrong signs. We decree healing right now. Healing within the bloodline, Heavenly Father God oh some of them that are saying I, I want to get married but I don't want to have kids because I know how it was my father had me I decree and I declare freedom oh God we decree a special poverty mindset reset a poverty mindset reset for those that only want crumbs those that are just striving 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 God is saying I'm delivering you from it I'm delivering you from it from those that have been going from job to job to job job to job to God is saying that if you just reset your mindset reset your mindset I know when you grew up you were eating once a day I knew when you grew up you didn't have that much to work with but God is saying I'm putting something different within you I'm your supplier I'm your gyra don't worry about it your mom had to worry but here's the thing I put something different within you so don't worry so we break every generational poverty God we break every generational poverty we decree Heavenly Father God for those that have said I haven't seen a home where there's a real priest where there's a real man that 
is praying on behalf of his family. I've only seen my mother pray. I've only seen my mother go, go to war for the family. I decree that you're equipping each man in this room, God. Oh, with each man in this room, Heavenly Father God. Each man in this room is being declared, Heavenly Father God, equipped to be a priest, God. I pray that you put the fire within their bellies, God. I decree that you put a hunger for your secret place in their bellies, Heavenly Father God. I decree, God, that what becomes the main attraction when women look at them is their spirituality. What becomes the main attraction when women look at them is their depth and their love for you, God. We decree, Heavenly Father God, that these men will be redirected, a men that love you, love the Father, God. And I just decree, Heavenly Father, for every man, whether they have a father but he's not present, for every man, maybe they've lost a father, I decree, Heavenly Father, by nature of who you are, by nature of what you do, God, that you become their father. 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 I decree a shifting of DNA. I decree a shifting of DNA, God. God, we say thank you for your men, God. We decree that it is so. We decree, Heavenly Father, God, deliverance, God. We decree, Heavenly Father, God, Lord, this is men, God, that will seek you. Men, Heavenly Father, God, that their home will be secure because God knows I have a man that loves my heart in there. And so, Heavenly Father, we say thank you for these men. They're delivered from any lust, Heavenly Father. They're delivered, God, from that trauma, God. In the mind's name, just we pray. And before you guys sit down, I want you guys to know, please fight. Fight. Everybody say fight. Fight. You have to fight. Do not be lazy. Do not be lazy against lust. Do not be lazy when it comes to just traumatic things. Fight it. Whenever you, whenever you, whenever you hear, tell yourself to fight. We've lost too many men because they don't fight anymore. They don't fight anymore. You cannot lose your fight anymore. The kingdom of God is depending on us. And I'm not saying that as, oh, man. No, no, I'm saying that there's too many men that don't fight anymore. We only see women pray. <laughs> fight. Fight. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning into the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.